The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Feeling good? Yes. Sounding good. Thank you. <laughs> no, it was a it was a question, but I also appreciate you taking it as a compliment. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Farr. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. You know what? Sometimes you just got to take whatever compliments you can get. You can take you know? whatever compliments that weren't meant to be compliments. Yeah, you know, you sometimes <laughs> you just got to feel good about yourself. No, it sounds like you're being confident with it. I'm tr- I'm trying to be. Yeah, you, you sound know? you are actually sounding good. You're Thank sounding you. much better than you did when you first came in. Thank you very much. Yeah, got you- the old case of the allergies, so I popped a bunch. Of that allergy medication, <laughs> popping pills, Jackie's a browser. Uh, yeah, she's here, man, because I didn't want to sound like this. <laughs> what we're thinking about talking uh, about today, uh, so of course, I've been uh, writing a shit ton, as I've been saying in the last few episodes, uh, at least an hour every day. I have a, an hour commute to work and an hour commute back home, and so I spend at least half of that writing, uh, and it doesn't matter what it is. It is total and complete stream of consciousness. There is no rhyme or reason to it. Half the time, I just kind of stare off into the distance and let my mind go until I finally have something that's like, okay, maybe this is worth exploring. But when you're exploring the deep recesses of your brain, the staring off into the distance recesses of your brain, a lot of times it's horseshit, a lot of times it's crap, it's nothing, flotsam and jetsam, Uh, but every once in a while, uh, you'll come upon an actual problem, like a problem about yourself, something about yourself that you don't like. Yeah, a poor, unfortunate soul, if you will. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I have been coming upon those here and there because it's also, it's a very reflective thing. You know, it's it's looking back uh, into yourself and seeing what's there. Try It's it's self-therapy. And stream of consciousness is the best way to do that, where you're just writing and not even really thinking about what you're writing. Uh, And... So I've been finding things uh, about myself that I don't like. Uh, And in the past, when I found out things about myself that I didn't like, when I discovered those tiny little reasons why certain things in my life went wrong, why I uh, took a left turn instead of a right turn, before therapy just a spiral of self-hatred you know it's just boy yeah this is something that's wrong with me you piece of shit you fucking asshole this is why everything's wrong with your life this is why everything fucks up this is why nobody likes you uh and then once i started getting into therapy i could take those to my therapist take those things and say like hey this is what's bothering me and then she could sort of guide me through it now i'm post-therapy and i also am Solo. Yeah, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, completely solo. So I have to do it myself. How, and that's the big question. How, when you're, unfortunately, like when you can't have a therapist, when you don't really have people that you can talk to about those deep, dark things, how do you help yourself? Uh, and it's a big question. It's a tough question. How I've kind of been handling it, though, uh, is stopping myself when I come upon that thing, that terrible thing. Uh, and that's the thing, though, is that it's usually not even that terrible. And that's kind of the first step, is to stop yourself from getting into self-hatred. Don't write down, I'm a piece of shit. Don't write down, I'm awful, and this is why everything's wrong with my life. You address it, and then from there, you try to trace back. You try to trace back, like, maybe, okay, so... 
this is a flaw of mine. This is a character flaw of mine. What problems did this character flaw cause in the past? If I did not have this character flaw, how would I have reacted differently? And instead, uh, and then of course, once you get there, it's easy to just sort of stay in that self-hatred moment. It's like, well, God damn it. If I would have done this, then my life would have been amazing. My life would have been totally different. Instead, you look at it as a future application. It's like, okay, when this thing, when I'm faced with this sort of choice in the future, I can apply what I've learned from past mistakes to this new situation, new old situation, uh, and try to make a better decision next time. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about learning lessons. And I think that's what self-hatred comes down to. Uh, I think self-hatred it means not learning lessons at all. Uh, you just keep going and keep doing the same shit over and over again, uh, and you hate yourself for it because you don't learn any lessons. And that's what I'm really trying to do right now. I'm trying to learn lessons. I'm trying to keep myself from fucking up again and again and again. And it's taking, like I said, an hour of writing a day. Uh, and it's not self-obsession. Uh, it's self-reflection, which I think are two extremely different things because it's not just talking about me and who I am and what I, you know, just those awful self-obsessed holes that you'll fall into. It's more about this is what happened today. This is how I reacted to it. Was this a good reaction or was this a bad reaction? How can I react better in the future? Uh, and it's really changing my life. It's changing everything. Like it's, it's really like as far as how to um, live day to day and how to approach those little things or even those big things. Uh, I'm still definitely not perfect. I'm still definitely. I mean, uh, paranoia is still a big problem in my <laughs> life. Uh, but I feel like I've conquered self hatred uh, at the very least. Uh, that's such. That's always been such a huge problem in my life, and it's uh, been a big problem for a very long time now. Uh, but through thinking about things and actually reflecting on why I fall into these spirals, I was able to move back in time, and I was able to find certain roots. Uh, and once I found those roots, I found they really weren't that scary. I think a lot of us, um, those of us who, you know, have, um, who suffer from PTSD, who, uh, who have, uh, horrible experiences in their past, like those roots are, uh, those a lot of times need help. Like you need help pulling those roots out. But I think most of us, the roots are pretty fucking shallow. It's not that strong. It's not like an oak tree. Uh, it's more like an ash tree that you can pull out yourself with two hands. Uh, it's, I, I think a lot of us, once we go back and we discover those roots, uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, and it's pretty easy to snip them off. You just have to have the courage to go back and look at them. That's and what it is. You have to have the courage to go back and look at them, and you also have to put in the time. Uh, because I think... So many times in the past uh, uh, when I was writing, uh, I would stop myself. Uh, I would be, you know, kind of doing a stream of consciousness thing, and then I'd kind of come across uh, a thought or a memory that was a little scary, uh, something that I didn't want to face up to, something uh, that was happening in my life that if I faced up to it, then I would have to make some very hard decisions. I'm doing that now. I'm facing up to those things. And now that I'm facing up to those things and now that I'm following uh, back, like, okay, I'm facing up to this and 
what why did that happen and then going back and facing up to this and then why did that happen and then going back and back and back and back uh and now that i'm finding the roots uh i'm finding that i'm able to pull them out and then once you pull them out um sure if you're not careful they could take hold again i mean they're fucking weeds like, <laughs> like these are fucking weeds uh not yeah ash tree is not the right thing to right way to put it because ash trees are pretty uh and nice and i very much like ash trees these are like careless weeds they're 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 horrible weeds uh but you still got to keep an eye on things you still got to make sure that they don't grow back uh but i think right now uh that's helping me out immensely it's helping me out so much uh and i hope that you, this helps out you guys too those of you out there uh who don't have the benefit of going to a therapist either because you can't afford it or because you live somewhere that there's not a uh therapist around or a therapist that you don't enjoy just remember that you know therapy and self-reflection takes courage and I think what therapy gives you is it has somebody there to help it. Gives help. you the tools. It gives you the tools, but tools, but it also has somebody there to kind of help you to guide you along the path. Uh, and some of us have to walk that path alone. Uh, and one thing that I will say uh, is the, the things in your past. Most of you, most of you, the things in your past they may seem scary. But they're not. Once you really get into them, once you really address them, they may seem scary, uh, but they're nowhere near as scary as you think they are. And I also would have to say that sometimes I think that when you are going back, and it is a self-reflection thing, that sometimes you hit upon things that you didn't even realize were things that were still affecting you oh, God, as well. Yes. And, yeah. and that's also a whole other thing, which is accepting that other things, that you blame this one thing, but then in, in, in more self-reflection you realize, oh no, it was... It was a few other things when it comes to this one, like, certain hang-up in me. But I think it's all about, when you were talking about, like, with uh, self-hatred and all that and, and learning lessons, I think it's also about the application of learning the lessons. Yes. Because you can learn lessons and you still fall back into it, but it's about learning that but using it to apply to your life. And, man, I've been able to apply those lessons in the last like month, month and a half, and it feels good. Uh, it feels so fucking good to know that you've learned a lesson, to apply it, and a lot of times those lessons that you learn, because I think a lot of times we we fall back into uh, those bad habits because we it, it's so scary to try something new. It's so scary uh, because of. At the end of the day, we're all creatures of habit, uh, and. Really, a lot of us like to do things the way that we've always done them. Uh, and I think a lot of us, are our bad habits, uh, those decisions that we make, uh, end up being more harmful and more destructive than if we were to do something different. Uh, and I've found that doing those things that I hated doing, making those decisions that I hated making... Uh, God damn, it's worked out so well. <laughs> it's a, it's really worked out so well because uh, after making those decisions and after thinking about it uh, and kind of playing out what would have happened had I not made the decision that I made. Uh, and also, I've also in, uh, dodged a couple bullets in the last mm. month, dodged a couple 
real big fucking bullets. And if I would have acted and made the types of decisions uh, that I made four years ago, I would have been right in the middle of all of that. It is some very scary, uh, very real shit. Uh, and if I would have made, if I would have been in the same mindset and been the nice guy and just pleased people like, okay, yeah, I'll go along with it. I'll see what's going on here. Then I would be in a world of shit right now. Uh, and I'm not because I made the right decision. I looked at my past. I looked at the things that, um, got me into bad situations and I said, no, and it felt fucking great. Yeah, you, you have to celebrate those decisions. Yeah, you know? it, and because, I do. Like yeah. I actually do. Like it's before I didn't. Before it was like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, I'm not. I'm still a piece of shit. But no, now I do. Is like write down, writing down. You just like, good job. It's like <laughs> you did a good job today, buddy. <laughs> like, like that. Oh, thank you. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah, taking care of yourself. And that's what it all comes down to. And that's what all of this is. That's what all of this is. I'm just taking care of myself. And we can all do that. It's not an impossible thing. It's fucking hard and it's really scary. And I th- and I think those are the two words that are associated with this podcast the most. Yeah. Hard and, and scary. scary. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really scary, but uh, once you do it, once you put in the work, goddamn it's worth it. It really makes your life so much better. Does that mean you're hard and I'm scary? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I, don't I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be my new name. DJ Hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm Ms. Scary. <laughs> no, Mr. Hard. Mr. Oh, hard. Mr. Hard and Ms. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our letters uh, for today. First one, what are, where are we going to name this lady? Mm, shot put. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, right? Hi, guys. I've been pretty into your show for the past eight months or so, and I'm really glad that you're back to creating new episodes. So are we. Hell yeah. I'm not really sure how to articulate this, but here's my best shot. I've been on the mend from a serious injury that has until very recently left me unable to walk or really do anything. I also had a falling out with my closest friend and been pretty hard to be around for most of my loved ones. It was also the first day of winter that I got hurt, so I know I've probably been suffering from some seasonal, seasonal depression. It has been really challenging trying not to be depressed, and I didn't really do my best to stay busy. I mostly watched cartoons and had a pity party for two months. I was even to the point where I was starting to think about suicide on a daily basis, but I'm now doing a lot better than I was. I have been trying to recognize when I'm on a downward spiral, and I've really been trying to talk out my problems with my significant other. I can walk again, and I'm almost done with my physical therapy and can go back to work soon. And it's spring, and I've been watching less TV and creating a lot of cool art and listening to Marcus's playlist on Spotify a lot. Hey! Hell yeah! Thank you very much. I'm glad those are helping out. Music's been so helpful for pulling myself out of this pit of despair, but my biggest problem is that now that I've gone through all of this experience, I really don't know if I want to do what I do anymore. I work office jobs in the medical field and really hated my last job to the point where I was literally up all night vomiting before going into work and I would cry on my way home because of the stress it was causing me. I've been thinking about going back to school, art school specifically, but the only problem is that my family and my significant other really, really don't want me to do it. They want me to work and earn money since I'm a recent graduate and in debt for my 
student loans. I also haven't even been working for very long. I see where they're coming from, but my last job was ex- an extremely traumatic experience, and I'm afraid to work in that kind of a setting again. And it was extremely disheartening to finally get the job that I worked so hard to achieve only to discover that the medical field can be a lot darker and the people less altruistic than I thought they would be. So any advice would be great. Thanks for doing what you do. I love your show. Shot put. I would have to say it is understandable where your significant other and your family are coming from of immediately going back into school. It is scary, especially for our generation where it's just extra debt. It's a scary, looming thing that we're going to have to deal with in the fucking long run. However... What says you can't do both for now? I mean, you you gotta work, you gotta make money, of course. And unfortunately, if this is the job that you are are ingratiated in, that that's what you're going back to, I feel like if you're working towards something else while you're doing it, that you won't have as much of an impending doom feeling. Right. Uh, and, and not that, of course, it's gonna suck still, but if there's a light at the end of the tunnel of something that you're working towards, it's like, I just gotta make this money for right now, and then, and then, you're, and then you got your sights set on something else, it really does get you through so many hard times if you just have something to look forward to. Yeah, something at the end of the night. Yeah. Like, once you get off work that, that where you can kind of ta- let down your hair and have something to work on that you really love doing, that you feel like uh, you're spending your time in an appropriate manner where you feel like you're just not wasting your entire life away where it's like okay i've got to do this to make money but after i get out of that i get to do what i love and all of us do that every creative like i don't think i uh know a single creative person who at one point uh had to spend a lot of of shitty hours at a lot of different shitty jobs to be able to support what they did. And you know what? I've also found that the people who have to do that create the best art. Like the people who really have to work for it, the people who have to go through all of the bullshit day to day, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know if it's anger or what. I don't know what it is that fuels people. Maybe it's just that they have a bigger drive to get out of whatever shitty situation they're in. But those people create the best art. And I'm not just talking about, you know, I'm not talking about painting or sculpture. I'm talking about music, comedy, everything. You know, those people uh, that have to trudge through the day really, at the end of the day, create the best shit. They take the be- the most an- inspiration. Uh, and you don't have to go full-time or anything like that. You're probably not going to be able to go full-time if you have to still work a full-time job. Uh, but you'll still be able to do something that satisfies your creative needs. And your significant other and your family are just going to have to un- understand that. Well, eventually they'll see how much happier you are. Yes. And that will be the difference. You know, it is hard sometimes when you're dealing with someone that's going through a depression where you're just like, well, this is just how you're going to be. Unfortunately, sometimes the people around you think that, uh, oh, your decision is because you're unhappy right now. And that's why. And you're going to get over this and everything's going to be fine. But that's not it. it you, you need to make a change. Yeah. And once they see the difference in you after you've made the change, they'll realize that you made the right decision because the only person that knows that is you. Yeah. And I think that like that, or can you get another office job that isn't exactly what you were doing? 
I mean, so you can get a temp office job. I mean, this is, it's not in the same, you know, obviously not medical field, but I was a nanny for years and I hated it. <laughs> I was, I, w- I loved my first two families. It was the best job I ever had. And then I went to a job that paid me a lot of money and I cried every single day. Yeah. I would like to a point of throwing up that I would cry because I hated it so much. And I eventually left the job and I got, you know, a barista job. It doesn't pay as nearly as much money. However, it gives me the flexibility to do what I need to do. And so at the end of the day, it's an ends to me, means to an end. Mm-hmm. And and that's all I look at it as. I'm not saying it's the best job in the world. I don't make a lot of money, but I'm a lot happier than I was when I was fucking working for those shitty shitty parents. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard jump. I mean, it was it was a big I had to learn how to to live differently differently afterwards just you know financially and, and everything but it did drive me to work harder and you've also got to really look at your future <laughs> and you've really got to ask yourself what life you want to live what life do you want to be living in five years in 10 years if you want to be living a life where you own a house have a couple of cars and have financial stability then you need to stay in your office job you need to stay in your in your medical you know you need to stay in your medical job and you need to decide that uh you're just going to have to go, you're just going to have to hate it. If you want a family and if you are, I mean, no, not that you can't have a family, no, but it's just if you it, want, like soon. if you want super stability and if you want a, a house and a car, then stay in your office job. If you don't care about those things, if that's like. That or if, if it's okay, if it comes in time. Yeah. Or if it comes you know, in time. Uh, but also know that it's not guaranteed either because you're going to be going into the arts, which is extremely unstable and very few people make a good living at it. Uh, that's a reality. You're gonna. That's what you're going to have to look at. You're going to have to look at it. You're going to have to look at the possibility of failing and you have to be okay with that uh, because it's hard. Art is hard. Any kind of art is hard. Uh, it's not stable. Uh, you have to work a bunch of shitty jobs and at the end of the day, it ain't guaranteed. Uh, and But I also find that the people who think it's guaranteed tend to make the shittiest art. Uh, the people right. who... <laughs> that have never been through the shit. Yeah the, people, you know? yeah, the people who think they're owed something just because they create something. Those are, you know, usually, they usually turn into trolls on the internet. Uh, but you have to look at that reality because this is a risk. It's a big jump. Uh, and that might be what your family and your significant other are talking about. You know, they might be, that's probably where they're coming from is that it's a huge risk and, uh, they might not want to take that risk because your significant other is involved in that risk. Um, and you've also got to ask yourself, well, if your significant other is not the type of person who's going to take that risk, if you think that maybe uh, you want to live a different life than he wants to live, uh, it sounds like you're pretty young. Uh, and when you're pretty young, you really need to figure out the type of person that you want to be with, the type of person that is going to be compatible with the life that you want to lead rather than the person who is going to fight you every single step of the way and is going to tell you you're an idiot for thinking that you might be able to do something worthwhile and creative with your life rather than being somebody who hates their job and throws up all night. I mean, do you really think that he likes that? Do you really think that that's something that he enjoys seeing you do? Of course not. If he loves you, then he hates seeing you do that. If he loves you, then that's something that he should not want you to do. Uh, And I don't know. If he treats it as an annoyance, 
if he treats it as something that he just has to deal with, uh, that you'll, like Jackie said, that you'll get over eventually, maybe it's not the right guy. Or girl, either one. It, it, maybe it's just not the right person for you. Who knows? Because it is interesting. You know, it's like this isn't uh, arts is an uphill battle. But if you have somebody in your corner, it is much easier. Yes. Uh, uh, it, like at least just someone that's supporting you. They don't have to be doing the same thing. Just someone that supports what you're doing or, or and believes in you. That's what matters the most if you choose to have a significant other. Because, you know, it's like you can do it alone, too. But fighting against someone and fighting against the world is... Is, is a lot to juggle. Yeah, it really is. I was with a girl when I was about 22, 23. It was getting serious. Uh, I had uh, I went to school for radio and for uh, and for English. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. But this woman was pushing me into copywriting, into doing, into because I had got a job copywriting uh, um, in college. I was writing bank newsletters for extra cash. Yay! <laughs> and that's what she was trying to push me into. It's like, that's what you need to focus on. That's what you need to do. Um, and I knew that's what I didn't want to do. I knew that, like, if I was going to be doing that for the rest. And I even tried afterwards, after we broke up, I even tried again. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll try copywriting. That's the way to, that's the way to use my writing degree uh, for, for some sort of purpose. Uh, and I... I mean, I had to, I've told this story before. I had a panic attack on the first day and had to like and uh, and quit because I knew this isn't my life and I wasn't going to waste time trying to force that life right. upon myself. I wasn't going to waste time doing that. Life is too fucking short to waste time having panic attacks in the bathroom every day, doing something that you know you were not meant to do. So I broke up with that girl. You know, I, that was one of the reasons why we broke up because I knew that because I looked at my future with her and I looked at um, because if I would have stayed with her, I would have gotten married. We would have had kids. That's I, I would have gotten married at 24, maybe 25. Uh, and I would have been miserable my entire fucking life. I would have been miserable living someone else's life right. that was not my own. And I always would have thought, what if? What if when I was 23, what if I would have broken up with her? What if I would have struck out on my own? What if I would have found myself as, you know, as, as cliche as that is, but what if, what if I would have gone out there and just saw what happened and just kind of let the, you know, the, the, the dice fall where they may. And that's what I did. That's what I ended up doing with my life. And it worked out. It, it's and it a, doesn't it's always, a, it's, but sometimes you got to take the scary yeah, choice. It doesn't always work out for, you know, it, it definitely doesn't always work out, but you kind of have to go into it knowing that, uh, and you got to, scary time ahead of you. If you ended up, if you end up doing it, you got a time of, of, of fear and doubt, uh, that will be extremely difficult to deal with. But what always helped me, always helped me throughout the years, anytime I was faced with that fear or that doubt, I always said, well, at least I'm not having a panic attack in the fucking bathroom. Right. At least, at least I'm not uh, over what's going to happen to the rest of my life. It's exhilarating. It really is. It's a high. Like taking your destiny in your own hands and doing something risky. It's a high, man, and it it feels it feels great. Uh, but. <laughs> It feels like shit more than it feels great. Yeah, if we're, but you're working <laughs> towards that real because, like, because when it's great, it's fucking great. Yeah, man. when it's great, it is the best. Like, it is the best feeling in the world. Uh, but you have to slog through uh, a lot of shit 
before you gotta sl- slog through a lot of shit before you get to the rainbow, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mr. Hodds got to say. <laughs> Mr. Hodds says you slog through it. There's a there's a big bog of shit. <laughs> but at the end of the bog of shit, there's the rainbow. Beautiful rainbow. Yeah, and that's all we got time for today here on Sex and Other Human Activities. We'll be back next week with more of your questions. Radio at gmail.com is the address to send your queries to. <laughs> oh, this God. Is, this is Mr. Hart signing off. And this is Miss Scary <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.